Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we're here in Oklahoma City where the Celtics and the Thunder are going head-to-head, but we decided to do something, or I decided to do something extra for you guys because I didn't want the tweets. After the game, JR is about to sit in with us. Many of you have already heard it live uh, as he sat in in the second quarter tonight for the Celtics-Thunder game. And obviously there's not a lot of time to talk about what many of you want to hear us talk about because there's an actual game going on, and we have to do service to it. So we came up with this little idea. JR and I can have our five or six minutes and talk about wrestling and everything you guys want to hear him talk about because the number of questions you must get on Twitter for your blog, it is overwhelming to me. That's why... I tell people, JR, this is why I've chosen to remain so anonymous and unsuccessful, is to have my little corner of the world so I don't have bothered with with your celebrity. But people certainly enjoyed your commentary during the second quarter tonight, but now is our chance to, to people to log on and hear us talk about what they want to hear, which is about WrestleMania coming up and WWE and the wrestling business. And I was thinking about it as things are clearly gearing up over the last couple of days. It's like playoff time in the NBA and the NHL, headed for the Super Bowl. This is this is playoff time in the WWE, and it's clear everyone's stepping a game up. Yeah, it's kind of like the March Madness, uh, another analogy. But, yes, exactly. I think everybody has a heightened sense of awareness that uh, it's crunch time. And uh, I always say that every WWE superstar should maximize their minutes. And uh, much like a, a coach would say to his players in the NBA, I'm sure Doc Rivers says that to his guys when going deep in the bench, you've you got to maximize your minutes. We need you. And I think right now is the time that these guys have got to maximize, and gals, uh, not to be chauvinistic and too old school, have got to maximize their minutes. And I think we're seeing that on these recent television shows. You know where you see, and we're going to talk about uh, the stuff on Monday night with John Cena and with The Undertaker and Triple H, but where I really noticed that is the immediate outpouring for a guy like Wade Barrett who got hurt, knowing that there's a good chance he will now miss WrestleMania, people understand the significance of it so much that there is this rally of support, like, wow, what a bad break that he might miss. That's an awareness of how big this is. Well, it's like a, it's like a ball player. It'd be like, and maybe this is an over-exaggeration, but it would be like one of the uh, Pats going down uh, Super Bowl week, uh, in essence. You know, you don't you, you got through the playoffs, because it looked like Barrett was going to be on the WrestleMania card in some incarnation. Now he's not, and he's going to miss out on a significant payday because of the injury. Well, Super Bowl analogy I use is Miz went West Welker on that R-Truth thing a couple of weeks ago and <laughs> didn't, didn't make the big play. Um, must we, be the fake tan. <laughs> it must have been. He slipped, you know, slipped right off. Yeah. You uh, have a unique perspective now getting to – you're caught up in that 24-7 world. It's just insane with things happening so fast. You have the unique perspective now of not only all of your years and your knowledge and your vision of getting to watch the show. What was your impression of what, in my – Naive view was an extraordinary promo by John Cena on Monday night. Well, I think you were on the right on the money. I I blogged that I thought it was the best promo that John Cena had ever done because it was obvious that he quote unquote went off script. Uh, as they say in the business uh, wrestling, it he went into business for himself, but he still told the message I think that needed to be said. And I thought, as far as his TV persona was concerned, he did more to enhance the positive uh, elements of his TV persona 
uh, in that promo than anything that had been done for him or that he had done in quite some time. Uh, he made the promo very, very personal. And anybody that's followed uh, uh, wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, the big money. You can the, call it wrestling here. You're not going to get in trouble for it. The, uh, pro wrestling has been built on personal issues. Uh, it's a, like rivalries. It's it's the, you know, I think one thing that brought me back into the NBA as a younger guy was the Celtics and the Lakers rivalry. It reengaged me. I had an emotional investment in that rivalry. I had to pick a team. Uh, so the, the issue there is I think that Cena has created a an emotional investment in this issue with The Rock. It's just not about two big stars having this marquee match. It's getting personal, and I would assume that on Monday, with a live mic in his hand, uh, The Rock, knowing him as I do, uh, will retaliate uh, with something uh, very memorable. I thought it was uh, just crowd-wise, and that's all anyone ever wants to talk about is the reaction Cena gets, which to me, in this world where LeBron is the best player in the world and he gets all the negative reaction, to me, it's just very contemporary, the reaction that Cena gets. That's how people react now to the biggest stars. But I thought it was his most positive reaction off the genuine promo that he has gotten and for people who wanted who want him to quote unquote turn heel or be you know he's doing what he's doing and the fans are just reacting i think it's great theater oh i i think it was awesome like i said i don't know i don't think i've ever heard him better uh i uh we te- we exchanged text messages after the program because i felt incumbent that you know i don't text john all the time or any of the guys a lot but when i see them do something really good uh, I feel it's my responsibility as a as an old timer to say, hey, look, kid, that was a good job, and uh, he got right back to me. And he he said he really felt it, and and he, he believes this whole thing is going to get even more personal as it gets uh, goes forward to the to WrestleMania on April one. As we lose, you know, a lot of in sports people sort of lament the loss of fundamentals. Maybe guys coming out of high school right into the NBA when that would happen, or just a year, maybe not having the seasoning and the experience. In the 24-7 nature of WWE, is it easy with a lot of people being pulled in different directions, marketing, TV ratings, to lose sight of the fact that it is still a ticket-selling business? Oh, no, it is. And it's all about putting a, a buttock every 18 inches, as the old-timers would say. And, and now with the uh, social media and pay-per-view and the fact that you know, we're, we are building to the biggest event. It's still about connecting with the audience. The audience has got to care. Uh, you know, it's like uh, if you're uh, Celtic fans, care about their team. They die when they lose. They just can't stand it. Or someone's hurt. Or they, they are euphoric when they get on a streak. Or they go for the, another ring. Uh, it's just a, that emotional investment that you try to make. And a lot of guys just never get over the hump. And uh, that's why the greats of the game have been able to be uh, everlasting uh, memories. Uh, you know, you, you can go to Philly right, or to Boston right now, or to Philly, and they'll talk about Bruno. Bruno Sammartino is a memory. Uh, they'll, you know, that's why Stone Cold is so popular, and that's why The Rock in his era was so popular. He made an emotional attachment to the to the fan. Mike Tyson's still talking about Bruno in an interview he did the other day about going to the Hall of Fame. It's it, that's a, a perfect segue for talking about the great ones figure out a way to do it themselves. In sports, we all want to compare what we see to what we've seen before, even if there's not a great comparison to make. And when CM Punk had the summer that he had, everyone wanted to compare it to Steve Austin in 96, when the reality is he did something in a way that had never been done before. And because of social media and fans' demand for things, I don't think it could have happened any other way for him. Uh, He was uh, CM Punk, uh, the promo that established him was at the perfect time, the perfect place in our society. 
because that promo went viral so quickly, so aggressively, and then it embraced a, a generation of people. And I think the thing that just simply reminded the fans of Stone Cold was the fact that Stone Cold was anti-establishment, anti-McMahon, anti-Blue uh, you know, uh, Blazer type guy. And CM Punk is uh, in, along that same vein. He travels that same road, but he travels in a little different vehicle now than Austin had the opportunity to back in the day. Because in 1996, that was a very carefully plotted out year, really, from that King of the Ring in 96, going all the way to the double turn with Brett in the classic match. And now, whether people not having the patience or social media, whatever it is, things almost have that. You don't you don't have a year to do that. No. And it's it was it was amazing to see the instant reaction, like the thing that's going on right now with Chris Brown. And I guess you evolve or die in many ways, in many elements of society and in media. But those that embrace what it is now are going to be the ones that are the new legendary superstars. Right. The, 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 the fundamentals, whether it be basketball or football or any other entity, acting, uh, singing, fundamentals are going to stay in place. It's just how well do you execute them and then how well does your personality outside your fundamental skill set uh, connect to the audience. And I think that uh, that's something that can't be really taught. You've got to have, somebody said, well, how did you discover The Rock? Well, you know, I, I go see this charismatic, because uh, he was very engaging, very uh, very good conversationalist as a non-wrestler. And But I see a guy that's 6'4", 5", and 270, and is a third-generation guy. You know, I'm not, uh, you have to be uh, Bob, you know, Bob Stoops to figure out, this is a pretty good blue-chip guy, let's give him a scholarship. Uh, so we sign him up. But... I had no idea that he was going to be able to relate and to read an audience, to feel an audience, and all the greats can do that. Austin probably had the best instincts of anybody that I can recall of, of judging an audience and knowing when he did something well or when he could do something better. And But Rock is along that same vein. so. It's, a, it's an art form. It's an instinct. It's an instinct that you either have or you don't have. All right. Well, you clicked on our little mini pod so we could talk to JR, uh, the legendary WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross, just about this. And I'm glad we had the eight or nine minutes to do it. You are as active on Twitter, and you sort of figured it out as much as anybody, speaking as a very reticent tweeter myself and engaging with fans. I know that gets overwhelming sometimes. Uh, so there's a lot of people who are probably clicking in that want to be able to engage with you, and sometimes they can and sometimes they can't. But uh, tell people, not only Twitter address, they already have that if they've clicked on this, but uh, you write a blog and answer a lot of people's questions. Right. I, I try to stay. I, I appreciate where I am and where and the journey that I've been on. And I, for those that may be wondering, my journey isn't over. Uh, I, I still got some fuel in the tank. And, and you know, uh, people say, are you going to be at WrestleMania? Uh, hell yeah, I'm going to be at WrestleMania. Whether I'm going to be broadcasting or not, it still remains to be seen. Certainly going to be a part of Access. It's our Super Bowl. And as an old player, so to speak, you want to be engaged in that environment. But uh, I write blogs at jrsbarbecue.com. And, and of course, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm the world's uh, worst uh, salesperson because I'm constantly selling our barbecue sauces at wwshop.com. I'm a shiller, uh, I guess. Uh, I used to work for a guy named Harvey Schiller. But oh, that's, yeah, another, that was another, that's another pod. That's, that's another that's mini a, pod for another, another time. That's another issue. All right, well, you've heard Max talk about the sauce, so there's no better endorsement than, uh, than Max talking about about using your sauce. Uh, I'm glad uh, we should have thought of this last year, and I didn't, but I'm glad we thought of it this year. We had a, a few minutes to carve this out. Uh, people who enjoyed listening to you doing the game with us and hanging out, I know they wanted to hear you talk about WrestleMania and all these great topics. Uh, never enough time, but uh, it was oh, fun. I love it. And, I, you know, I, hey, last time we were in WWE was in Boston, you and I got to spend some quality time downtown. And you never know, uh, March 5th will be here before you know it, Monday night. I think The Rock's going to be back in the – 
in the garden, and uh, should be an interesting night in Beantown. That is Jim Ross, as if you didn't know. Thanks for uh, clicking on our little impromptu mini pod. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll maybe we'll do this another time. Maybe there's a guy out there that has already volunteered to join us for a quarter later in the year who is a, a real treat for all mankind. That's all I'm going to say. Thanks for clicking, guys. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.